She's on the money. She's on the money. <laughs> Welcome to She's on the Money, the podcast for millennials who want financial freedom. Welcome back to another one of our Friday drinks episodes where we celebrate the money wins from our She's on the Money community. As you all know, there are a million and one great money wins and confessions shared each and every single week in our community. And this week, George, Jess and I have spent a very big part of our time, albeit we should have been working, chatting about what you guys have been up to. So this week we are celebrating you as always, but before before we jump straight into your wins and confessions, let's quickly wrap the week. Jessica Ricci, what happened on this week's Money Diary? So this week's diarist had not one, but two open heart surgeries, which that's a lot of open heart surgery, if I'm being honest, which is terrifying to think about. She's obviously had huge amounts of medical bills and she's still studying at uni as well, which blows my mind that you can be popping in for a casual open heart surgery, coming back to prep for your exams. Like, Oh my gosh, insane. It was actually a ride. Like that entire episode was so cool. And the fact that she just was like so blasé about it. I remember walking away from that episode being like, I just wish I could take a leaf out of her book and have her mentality. But it was just a really good episode. Like obviously I'm a bit biased because it is my podcast, but genuinely it was an epic episode. And the thing that I've really liked this week as well is how many people, and I didn't realize this was a thing obviously because I've never been in that situation, but how many DMs I've got this week from people being like, wow, that was me. I had congenital heart disease when I was born and I had open heart surgery. Like that made me feel really seen or I really resonated with that. Or, oh my gosh, yeah, there are so many, you know, fine financial things that go on with that. I just didn't even know that that was a community that exists. And now I've connected up a heap of you, which is really cool. Oh my gosh. Yes. It was so incredible to hear. And yeah, like you said, a whole group of people that I think for me, when you think about major, major surgery, I'm always like, oh, it's the minority of people. The chances of that happening are so low. But actually this diary, speaking to the diarist and all of those people made me realize that that's not the case. So many people are having major surgery, which just goes to show, I know we talk about it all the time, but insurance, insurance, insurance. Mm. And also just thinking about those people who are in those situations because it's much more common than you think. And if you're like me and you're blessed enough to not be super conscious of it, consider yourself very lucky. Yeah. And something that I found really interesting about that, and obviously I'm just not as educated as I could be in this space, which, you know, means I've just got a little bit more learning to do, is that often this happens and a lot of parents know that their baby is going to be born and need surgery ASAP. Like some people, in my DMs were like, yep, I had surgery when I was 35 hours old. Or someone else was like, oh, I had my first surgery when I was 50 hours old. Like this isn't something that, you know, you get to two or three and you discover. Like these are newborns having to have this surgery. Like that just seems so crazy to me. And also a time where we need to support people going through this because obviously Mm -hmm. financially you need to pay for the surgery, whether that is in the private or the public system. 
I have recently learned as well that even when you are in private health, it doesn't mean that your doctor is going to cover you. So I've recently had a couple of family members in hospital having to have pretty major surgeries. They're okay, by the way. But going through that, I didn't realize that some surgeons are covered and some aren't. And, you know, we were in a situation recently where it's like, do you want the best surgeon? Yes, obviously. But do you want out of pocket? Like what? I didn't realize that even though this person had been paying the highest health insurance premiums, there'd still be eleven and a half thousand dollars out of pocket <gasps> That's for crazy. a surgery that we just went in assuming would be, you know, covered. covered. And it's not an elective surgery. Like this was a necessary back surgery. It wasn't anything sexy, like an eleven and a half thousand dollars set of boobs. Like unfortunately, that wasn't the case. But I was just really shook that even at that level we can be so financially impacted even though we had insurance. So that's probably a space that we need to talk more about. And to be honest, mm. if you're listening to that and going, yes, oh my God, slide into my DMs. I want your money diary. Like I want to share more of this stuff more often. But enough on Monday's episode. Georgia King, what did we speak about on Wednesday? VD, on Wednesday, we discussed renting to buy schemes. Obviously, I didn't have a great amount of knowledge going into that episode, but I learned a lot, which we love. Um, what was your main takeaway? I am just so critical of everything that isn't stock standard. And the reason I am is because there's so much room for error and so much room for things not to add up or make sense or you guys to be taken advantage of. So I think for me, yeah, I'm sure that there are a lot of rent to buy. I think the word schemes, probably not the right word. Mm. It throws some MLM vibes, I feel. It has negative connotations for sure. It does have a few, but from my perspective, it's all about educating yourself, knowing exactly what you're getting into and seeing what that actually looks like. So in theory, I think it sounds really cool. Like the idea that someone could rent a home and then own it later without having to come up with the massive deposit, which is such a big hurdle, especially for us millennials, Sounds like a dream, but often when it is too good to be true, it often is. So from my perspective, I would just, I just feel like they throw really big red flags because at the same time as going, yeah, like in theory, it sounds really good. I'm also of the opinion that we'd be having more conversations about the positive sides of these things if they were working really well for young people. Like if this is true and it is something that actually works really well, why isn't it more in the media? Why aren't we, you know, facilitating more of these? Why aren't people, you know, bragging about it? Whereas in our DMs, I've got a lot of people being like, oh my gosh, V, I just used the first home super saver scheme to get into my first property. You're like, awesome. That's a scheme that works. Or have you seen the Victorian Home Buyers Fund? To come up. What do you think? Like those things from my perspective are a little bit more quote legitimate, whereas this rent to buy stuff is often from private companies who arguably want to make a whole heap of money and it might not be putting you in the best possible position. So that's where I sit on that. Still really apprehensive, but I don't think it's the worst thing ever. And at the end of the day, if getting into property is exactly what you want, I'd be having a hot look at whether you can facilitate that or not and whether it's a good idea. But again, talk to your broker, talk to somebody who actually has an idea. 100%. Do your research. Don't just go into it willy nilly. That was kind of one of the main takeaways as well. V, should we get into money wins and confessions from the week that was? Is that where we're at? We absolutely should. But George- 
It's my last week doing the money wins because we agreed before that you get to do them moving forward. So like this better be the best ever money win segment you've ever heard. Pressure's on. So first things first, Jess from our community, not our Jess, but this is totally something Jessica Ritchie would do. She said, I went to my first ever crop swap yesterday, which I'd never even heard of, but she was able to swap some plant seedlings and a whole heap of cuttings and she scored some free cake and soup and some different seedlings and even some marshmallows and hot chocolate powder. Like, what? Like, how cute is that? Does she live in a country town? I I don't know where she lives. I can't say I looked into that. But she also posted a picture of the seedlings and stuff that she'd taken so that she could share. And I just, oh my gosh, that just feels so wholesome and like something we should all be doing. Like super thrifty as well, because I'm assuming that if you're taking something like seedlings or cuttings, you're using something you already have and it's free for you to generate. And then you're trading it for things, which means you're also getting them for free, which what a cool concept. (laughs) We've got another one from Emmy. And I loved this one because she said she got a promotion to duty manager, which came along with a nice little pay rise. Congratulations, Emmy. That is genuinely so exciting. And there was another one from Alana, which I genuinely think we should all be doing this. But Alana said, got an email that my car insurance was going to go up from $850 to $1,200. So I did some searching and I found a policy where it's now only $748. Not only is that a saving, but she wasn't copped with the increase. Huge. Well done. I feel like the three or four minutes it would take for you to do a quick Google and see what's going on. That's worth a lot of money. In this case, it was worth like $350. Amazing. As someone whose car insurance is coming up, I need to do that. Oh, my gosh, I know. (laughs) Literally me. Like, I got my car insurance recently and I was like, oh, I know I need to research it. But it's one of those tasks that you just put off. In saying that, maybe I should do it because I should walk the walk as well as talk the talk, you know? (laughs) Courtney has a money win. She said, I'm moving interstate, so I'm going through my house room by room and selling anything that hasn't been used in the last year. This includes baby items, furniture, gym equipment, etc. So far, she's sold four and a half grand worth of stuff on Facebook Marketplace, and she's putting that cash towards the move. How good is that? Mm. Less stuff to pack as well. Genius. She's saving herself time and money. And I remember reading recent research, not sponsored, just interesting, from Gumtree. And that research said that most people have about five and a half grand of stuff that they're not using that they could sell around their house. How good is that? That's a lot of I can't think of anything in my house that I could sell. But it's like the accumulation, like you're probably selling things for 20 to $50. It's right. like you've got the not little a 5000 big ticket, but those things add up when you sell a couple mm. little bits here and there. Mm. All right. We have our last one, and this is from our friend Jill. I know Jill's been in the community for a very long time, and then also after this money win, I'm going to share my own money win with you guys because I think it's a goodie. Ooh. But Jill said, I had, I think, my biggest four days in the 13 years that she's been working in the sex industry, and she made a net profit of $5,050 in a total of four days. Are you kidding? Yeah, I'm not even kidding. Jill has been in our community for so long, so I'm so excited 
excited that she's had such a big win, but she said, all of this is going into my savings for my Africa trip, my short-term savings. I'm going to be paying some rent in advance and I'm going to be buying a few more shares. So just in a nutshell, she thinks she's nailed it. Jill, where are you going? I've been to Africa like three or four times. Obviously there's different countries in Africa, so maybe not the same place as you, but (laughs) Africa, like as a continent, beautiful, so beautiful. It's gorgeous. And I'm really happy for her because I know she's been in our community a fair while and posted a lot of questions. You know, when you just start to see common names pop up, Jess, like when you do community management, you're like, Mm -hmm. you're around here a fair bit. I like you. You are good people. I secretly pretend that you're my friends when I recognize your name. (laughs) Yeah. You're like, oh, Jill, we BFFs. Anyway, next thing I was going (laughs) to share, which is me just sneaking in my own money win. I didn't put it in the thread though. But if you guys follow me on Instagram, you would have seen me make it over the weekend. So for the last 11 years, I have had an Ikea Calyx unit that I have been using as a TV unit because one time, this isn't even like me purchasing it. One time I found it in hard rubbish and then it became (laughs) my entertainment unit. I think that's how everyone acquired a Calyx, like the old faithful that's handed down. I feel like you don't buy them. They just become acquired. (laughs) Anyway, so for 11 years, it has operated in some way, shape or form in a house that I have had. In the last house I had, there was like a built-in entertainment unit. So, we used that. We looked a lot classier than what we actually were. But when we moved, we didn't have an entertainment unit. So, we went back to using my trusty Calyx. And this weekend, guys, I became an adult. I bought a proper entertainment unit, but in true Victoria Divine style, I bought it on Facebook Marketplace. And you'll be very happy to know I only paid about 20% of the recommended retail price. And Jess, I already sent you a photo. You probably agree. It doesn't look cheap. She's cute. She looks pretty. She's very classy. She's black. She's definitely an upgrade. And now I feel like I've got my life together, guys. Like I have an entertainment unit. So when I take photos of my Uber Eats or TV shows that I'm watching, I'm going to look like a real person. Hey, V, I I think something else has happened recently that might make you a bit of an adult as well. Um, I have no idea. I thought maybe that was the money win that you were going to be sharing. I don't think that's a money win. That's not going to be a money win. It's not going to be a money win. (laughs) It's absolutely not going to be a money win. But for those of you who don't follow me on Instagram... I got engaged. Yay! Yeah, it's really fun and I'm really excited. And, you know, everybody always asks the story. And it happened at home, surrounded by my pets. So I could not have been happier. But no, George, I'm sorry. It's definitely not going to be a money win. I have started thinking <laughs> about wedding stuff because if not, organized. I'm not anybody. So I've already started to do a little bit of research and get in contact with some people because as if I haven't been waiting for this to happen for like at least three years. (laughs) But the one thing I'll say is we have obviously done episodes on weddings. My gosh, I did not realize when you start reaching out to your own vendors just how expensive that process is going to be. So you best believe there is going to be wedding budgets. There's going to be wedding spreadsheets. There's going to be wedding checklists. Mm -hmm. Like if I make it, I will share it. Give the people what they want. It's what I want, George. Do you have a dress in mind, V? I feel like you dress. Like I'm not that far down the the image of a dress. No, but like, do you know the style? Uh, Yes, Uh, white. Yeah, Uh, ideally, yeah, good one. Like a white (laughs) dress is probably what I'm going to wear. No, I'm not that far down the Mm. process. I have seen some pretty ones on Instagram, but no, we're not. We're Mm. not there yet. 
keep us yeah, posted. Look, I, I actually don't know any of the semantics. People are always asking though. They're like, have you picked a date? I'm like, how would I have picked a date? I literally got engaged like pretty much yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> Lol. <laughs> so as much as I have started contacting people, I am far less organized than I wish I was. But at the same time, like who expects someone to know the day after they get engaged, when they're getting married, what they're going to wear? Like Georgia, come off it. If I had to guess of anyone in the world though, it would be you doll. That would be that organized or maybe Jayrick over yeah, here. Yeah, actually so. Jessica would do a much better job, but let's stop talking <laughs> about weddings because that's arguably pretty boring and let's go to a break. And then I have a fun article to share with you guys. All right. Jumping back into it. How do you guys feel about going out for dinner? Big fan. 10 like, out of 10 fan. Big fan. I like that. Mm-hmm. Well, I have a money win or a potential money win. Apologies for everybody who's not in the state of Victoria because it doesn't apply for you. Actually, it might. If you want to travel to Victoria, you're more than welcome to come travel down here and use this scheme. The borders are open. The borders are open, which is very exciting. But recently, the state government, and this isn't sponsored, by the way, I'm just really excited about food. Um, The state government and the Melbourne City Council announced that they are redoing the Melbourne Money Scheme, which was a scheme to offer 200,000 rebates to people who go out for dinner in the Melbourne CBD. It's not even just dinner. It's like for restaurants, cafes and bars just during that period of time. And it's happened in the city before. So it happened over the Queen's birthday long weekend and it actually generated $40 million in revenue for the hospitality venues that were participating during June and July. So I feel like that is a pretty good money win for hospitality. But the money win here is if you go out and you use this scheme and submit your receipts and do all the admin that they obviously need you to do to qualify for it, you can get 30 percent of your bill back amazing let's do some quick maths Oof. so say i went out with harps yeah we might spend say 150 150 yeah 120 i was gonna say 150 because in my head that works a bit better mathematically but thank I, you I, I was actually going to go with like 100 because that's very easy oh, math. that is pretty um, good yeah okay so 150 dollars together mm-hmm. and we get 30 percent back on that bill not each you're gonna get about 50 bucks back george Okay, good math. That's that good wasn't math. That, hard. that was actually thirty-three point three three percent. But we're not gonna like. <laughs> I can't do different maths in my head right now on the fly. Like I need a little bit more preparation. But for anyone listening, that's a pretty good money win. And to be that's honest, a great money win. It started on Wednesday, and I'll be going out tonight, Friday night, to make use of this because I just feel like it would be rude not to. Agreed. Agreed. So where, where do you go about finding this little money win V? So you might have to do a little bit of research to make sure that your restaurant or cafe or bar actually is participating. But the easiest thing to do is one, go to our show notes. We'll put a link. But two, you can just Google Melbourne money rebate and I'm sure it will come up again. This isn't sponsored. I'm just really excited about it. And I missed out last time. I heard about it after people had already done it. And I was like, oh, so now I don't get to use this policy. But 30% off the bill that's pretty good that's like if you jess and i went out for dinner that's like one free that's pretty good exactly not a bad. good way of thinking about it not great maths but like close enough <laughs> shoddy being the free <laughs> person <Yeah. laughs> all right enough about food i'm really excited but you will catch me out in the melbourne cbd this evening jess what have you got when it comes to listener questions this week i have a super relevant 
uh, listener question this week because we're all coming out of lockdown and borders are opening and it's really exciting. I nearly died. I spat out my water when I was listening to this. So um, I can't wait to see if you guys do the same. (laughs) Hey team, I was wondering if anyone had any top tips to keep in mind when trying to budget and forecast for what might happen in the future in the next week or the next month when it's been really tricky to know what's happening tomorrow or just around the corner. Anything that can help with altering cash flows and budgets to kind of help with the constant change of restrictions, etc., and changes that have been happening. Love to hear them. Also, I heard that you get extra points if you do an accent, so I thought I'd give you the best of both worlds. This is me just trying it out, so I hope you enjoy. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> You weren't wrong, Jess. Um, Her accent was arguably very authentic. Is that what we'll call it? Yeah, I think so. I reckon. Top notch. Authentic, top notch. I really liked it. And do you know what I'm really liking? The people are still sending us voice memos. Like 10 out of 10, we should, at the end, we'll wrap and let you know exactly how to send a voice memo because they literally make our day. Like if you send a voice memo, we will play it to everybody in the office. Is that a deterrent? Only if you use an accent. Accents will probably get you on the show, in all honesty. Um, Also sending cupcakes, flowers, etc. You can find our dates on the website. But let's answer the actual question. No, I will not be doing this in an accent. I do apologize in advance, but it would be arguably incredibly embarrassing for me to do that. More embarrassing than most of the stuff I say on this podcast. But budgeting when we are going through a tumultuous time can be a little bit fickle. It's one of those things where you feel like everything's up in the air, but at the same time, there's actually a lot of certainty. So I know that that's not what you wanted me to say, but at the same time, we actually need to sit down and do our budget and understand what cash flow means. Because if you've got a varying income or things are popping up, or you know that maybe you're going to have to go into isolation, or there's something that you're just not too sure about, what we can be sure about is our rent what on average we are spending on food, what we have to spend on transport, if we have any medications or things that we can't change, what are those underlying costs that are set that we can't really change? So there are variable costs, obviously. Jess, you look very cute in your new dress at recording today, but that's a variable cost. And I know that if the proverbial hit the fan, that would be one of the first things in your budget to go because you go, okay, cool. I can't afford that. That's not something that is a essential at the moment. When it comes to budgeting, it's really important to understand what your base expenses are. And we've discussed this, George, before on the variable Mm. income episode, which is actually really relevant for everybody, even if you don't have a variable income, because it really talks through understanding the basics of what budgeting and cash flow mean. And I think that there's still this massive stigma that when you say, oh, I've got a good budget, like people are like, oh my gosh, she must be so stingy or she must, you know, really not spend that much on things. When in reality, a budget should just teach you where your money's going. It shouldn't be about restricting. It's not actually about going, okay, George, you only have $30 this week for groceries. It's actually saying, George, what do you spend on groceries each and every single week? Do you actually know that answer? Because what we want to do is make sure we're super educated on our budgets and what we're actually spending. Because you might go, oh, V, I've got no clue what I spend on food. I go, okay, but that's a really powerful thing for you to learn because you might not be comfortable with that. You might go, oh, V, actually, I spend 50 bucks a week. 
Or we might find that you've been a little bit cheeky recently and you're going out most nights for a drink or, you know, to meet friends for dinner. And it means that you're spending a heap on food and entertainment, which we're not saying is a bad thing. We just need to be super aware of. So when it comes to understanding our money during a period of uncertainty, it's actually about really prioritizing our budget and understanding what costs we can't vary. But then also during times that aren't too tumultuous, really prioritize building up an emergency fund so that we have some cash that we can land on. And that's going to look different to everybody. Some people would be more comfortable with three months. Some people would be more comfortable with six months worth of expenses. I have a client that has three years worth of her expenses in her emergency fund. There's literally no right or wrong way to go about it. It's all about what are you going to feel more comfortable with? And an emergency fund is going to really vary based on your life stage. So if you're 18 and you still live at home, an emergency fund is probably not going to be thousands and thousands of dollars. Might be a couple of hundred dollars that you've got stashed to the side. If anything comes up or a birthday present you forgot to buy, that might be your priority. Once you've moved out and you're in a share house, maybe you need a couple of months rent and, you know, some really bare bones food in your emergency budget. That's going to be different again. But in comparison, if you're married, have two kids and three pets and you have a whole heap of financial responsibilities, maybe your emergency fund is a lot more bulky. So there's actually not a one size fits all approach when it comes to emergency funds. You've actually just got to sit down and go, okay, if I wasn't able to work or if I wasn't able to generate an income or if something happened, how much money would I feel comfortable with in my emergency account? And that's actually going to be really dependent on what your costs are, which means you have to understand your budget. So if you don't understand your budget, maybe your costs are three grand a month. You might go, oh, I need $50,000 in an emergency fund. Oh my gosh. In reality, you might've said, oh, actually I just need three months. That's a lot different to 50 grand. So I think we need to be really realistic about what we're doing, but also understand the semantics of our own situations and not go, hey, Jess, what's in your emergency fund? Maybe I should have the same because that's going to be really personal. But also, I don't know your situation. I don't know your expenses. I don't know what's going on in your life. I need to understand me to actually create an emergency fund that works. I'm curious to know, gals, how you've both gone post lockdown in re-entering into a, a normal, in quotation marks, style of living. How have you guys noticed your spending changing? Um, have you got it under control? I feel okay? like that's probably a really bad question for both Jess and I. Because really, yeah, neither of us have really gone out, I believe. My yes. first dinner was with two girlfriends and it was very COVID friendly, COVID safe. I was a bit, you know, apprehensive, but I'm not really going out. Mm-hmm. I've got dinner for Friday night, which will be really fun. But again, that's just my partner and I going on a date and seeing the Christmas festival lights and, you know, having a little bit of a peruse around the city. But I think from my perspective, I'm a little bit more apprehensive, you could say. I mean, I'm not distrustful, Mm. like I'm fully vaxxed, but I just, I'm of the opinion I don't need to be exposing myself unnecessarily. So 
Yeah, that's where I sit. But I know that a lot of people have gone crazy spending and they've, you know, really backflipped and gone, oh my gosh, like we can finally get out. So we should. Mm. I'm feeling the same. I like almost everyone in our office. I have someone close to me who falls into the high risk category. Um, I am also flea vaxxed. However, it adds a layer of stress. And to be honest, I was already feeling quite anxious about being out and about. Um, but that being said, even though I'm not, I'm not going down to the pub, I haven't been out for dinner. Even without that, uh, we have plans with Christmas for the family, for example. That's so exciting. Yeah. Which I'm so excited to be able to see them. Some of them I haven't seen since July, but I'm going, okay, great. I'm going to need a dress. I need presents for the kids. Um, you know, am I going to want to bake something? Oh, should I also get a present for like someone's uncle? I'm already, I, it's a hypothetical right now. I haven't even mm. gone anywhere and I'm going, okay, money, 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 money. Yeah. Like yeah. making it rain on this one thing. It's oh, crazy, isn't it? It's pretty wild to think about the fact that while I personally definitely was online shopping a bit more than I normally would in lockdown, there was still a huge amount of money being saved on events, dinners, clothing. And it kind of just makes me go, wow, like maybe I was spending unnecessarily a whole lot before. (laughs) Oh, I know. Mm. I absolutely was spending unnecessarily before. Gee, what about you? Do you think that your spending has changed in any way? Um, You're a bit more of a social butterfly (laughs) than Jess and I combined, I believe. I was going to say, unlike you little angels, I've been hungover for the last four weeks, which has taken a toll on the bank account. I'll tell you that much for free. But it, I mean, for free. Wow. I, I wasn't too bad during lockdown. There were a few moments where I was like, oh, a little spend here and there to make myself feel better. But you just really notice the price of a pint when you're um, at the pub. It's the same as buying a six pack. So you really notice the wasted money. Mm. Yeah. And we've got so used to paying for six packs. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we're drinking at home because we had no other choice. Exactly. A much more affordable option. I feel like that would really impact me as well going out because historically I didn't really drink at Mm. home. It wasn't something that I did because, you know, if I wanted to drink, I'd go out on a Friday night or, you know, go out for a wine at the wine bar on a Saturday. But over COVID, we definitely bought a few bottles of red wine and some drinks to have. And then when I got sick of red wine, I picked something different. But I was like, oh, this is so mm. much cheaper to just have it at home. Who would have thought? Yeah, 100%. So, no, I it's been interesting to, like, notice and it's kind of sad. I forgot how expensive life is across the board. Um, but, hey, it's a small price to pay for freedom, isn't it? Yeah, look, it's not too bad. But I think it's also important to point out here as as well that you know Jess and I have just said that we're still a bit anxious about going out even though we know that the COVID safe protocols exist we're just a bit like oh like maybe we're not ready to go out and I think that it's also important to point out that that's all right like if you're not ready to go out or you don't want to do anything I know earlier in this podcast the city of Melbourne like is trying to promote getting us back into restaurants and I'm obviously going out this evening and I'm really excited about it but you know, if he's still a bit cautious or a little bit anxious, that's actually really normal because we're feeling exactly the same, but not George because George is a party Hey, no, there's still, just- there's still a little bit of that in there for sure, <laughs> but I'm just pushing through with the boost. Um, I love mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. I love that for you. But 
any way you manage it is the right way to manage it, I think. Doesn't matter who you are or what you're up to, as long as you feel comfortable, do that, my friends. So with that, guys, I think that's all we have time for today. I uh, arguably have to get ready for dinner. <laughs> I say that like we didn't pre-record this. <laughs> <at least. laughs> you're really doing well with that. I'm loving it. I feel really sneaky saying that, but you know what I mean. I'm going out for dinner tonight because it's coming out on Friday. We definitely pre-record Friday episodes. We're not up at 4 a.m. <laughs> to record so it can go live at 5 a.m. I do apologize to disappoint you guys. But as always, that is all we have time for today. So just before we head off, we'd like to acknowledge and pay respect to Australia's Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples, the traditional custodians of the lands, the waterways and the skies all across Australia. We thank you for sharing and for caring for the land on which we are able to learn. We pay our respects to elders past and present and we share our friendship and our kindness. And remember guys that the advice shared on She's on the Money is general in nature and does not consider your individual circumstances. She's on the Money exists purely for educational purposes and should not be relied upon to make an investment or a financial decision. And we promise Victoria Divine is an authorised representative of Australia Pacific Funds Management, Proprietary Limited, ABN 341324632857 AFSL 339151. See you next week, guys. Bye, guys.